Hi, everyone. Welcome back to this week's episode of Fat Chat. I'm Lori Boxer, Weight No More Diet Center. Uh, once upon a time, a long, long time ago, in all the fair kingdoms of the land, gout was associated with overindulgence in people of the uh, the so-called upper class who had access you know, to foods and alcohol uh, aplenty. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, it was in 1726 that a British uh, physician by the name of Richard Blackmore um, called gout, and this is a quote, he called gout, the grievous calamity of the great, the rich, and the most easy in their circumstances, end quote. I mean, don't you just love that? Um, anyway, gout uh, became known uh, as the disease of kings because it, it did afflict a, a, a ton of the monarchs, including uh, Henry VIII, who were, were often, you know, they were awakened uh, in the middle of the in, in the morning or in the middle of the night after an evening of, you know, complete gluttony and debauchery um, by a very painful gout attack, you know, in the big toe. You know, today, however, gout is clearly a disease of commoners as well, and, and it's on the rise, unfortunately. So I wanted to talk uh, about this today because gout is very, very common in overweight people, particularly in men in their 40s and older, um, but is also happening more to women now as well. Um, it's very, very painful. And even if you don't suffer from it, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, you learn something today and, and maybe share this with someone you know who does suffer with, with gout. So first, let me just tell you what gout is. Um, gout is um, an extremely painful form of inflammatory arthritis, okay, which is caused by an, an accumulation of, and try to picture this if you can, an accumulation of needle, needle-like crystals of uh, uric acid, which uh, are deposited in your joints and in your soft tissues, which results in sudden and severe attacks of joint pain uh, with redness, uh, sometimes warmth, and of course, swelling in the joints. Now, these crystals can also deposit in other tissues throughout the body, such as the kidney, which of course can lead to kidney stones. Now, a family history of gout, as well as issues such as high blood pressure, um, diabetes, kidney disease, uh, these all can increase the risk for developing gout. These days, um, given the epidemic of obesity, you know, in all age groups, including childhood obesity, um, excess fat is not only a risk factor for gout, but it's associated with an earlier age of the onset of gout. Because obviously the younger kids today becoming very overweight and obese, uh, they're, the longer they're obese, the, you know, the earlier on they become obese, the sooner the onset of gout can begin. So, okay, so next, let me explain, if I can, what, what uric acid crystals are. As, as the cells in our bodies die... Uh, and of course, new ones grow. But as the cells in our bodies die, they release substances called purines, P-U-R-I-N-E-S, which are also found in some of the foods we eat. Purines break down and they're eliminated from the body as uric acid. Okay, uric acid typically dissolves in the blood and then it passes through the kidneys where it's eventually um, eliminated through our urine. However, if there's more uric acid than the kidneys can get, can get rid of, then there's a condition called hyperuricemia or high uric acid in the blood. I mean, that's what that is. 
a hyperuricemia develops. And this can lead to the development of crystals in the joints and other tissues. And when these crystals accumulate, they cause a painful attack of gout. I mean, let's put it this way. There's no such thing as an unpainful uh, bout of gout. Now, so okay, so you might ask, well, what are some of the some of the light lifestyle triggers? Okay, I'm glad you asked. Um, first, eating large portions of certain foods that are high in purines, uh, such as many types of red meats, uh, game, shellfish, uh, certain fish like herring, mackerel, sardines, um, fish roe, just to name a few. You can always, you know, Google uh, foods high in purines uh, to get a more extensive list. Also, uh, drinking too much alcohol, this is a big contributor to gout attacks, all right? Alcohol causes the kidneys to excrete alcohol instead of excreting uric acid. Beer is especially bad uh, because it is high in alcohol and brewed yeast in, in beer, which is, an, is, is also another known trigger of gout pain. Um, three, the third item, um, that I'd like to mention are sweet sodas or other high sugar drinks. Uh, the source of almost all of the sweetness in the sugary drinks that people have comes from fructose. Okay. Fructose, which is used, you know, to make those high fructose, like, uh, it's used to make high fructose corn syrup. Okay. And fructose elevates uric acid levels in the bloodstream. So sipping or slurping, you know, to a day, um, of these high sugary drinks, you know, it more than doubles your gout risk. Next, and believe it or not, crash diets and fasting can actually increase uric acid levels in the bloodstream and temporarily trigger attacks of gout. Uh, slowly and safely losing weight will help to reduce the levels of uric acid in your blood. Um, and last uh, on my list to mention today is uh, the, uh, the subject of dehydration. Look, it's, it's common to find that those with gout are very poor fluid, uh, fluid consumers. I mean, if, even the clients that I meet, I mean, if they do have a drink, uh, it's commonly, you know, tea, coffee, alcohol, or some other caffeinated beverage that they drink all day long. The consumption of these kinds of beverages contributes to dehydration in the body, uh, allowing uric acid levels to you know, accumulate, usually in the big toe, but also the muscles, the tendons, and the joints. By simply increasing uh, the daily water intake, this can assist the kidneys to flush out uh, the acid rather than accumulate it. And I might add here that most of my clients, upon you know meeting them for the first time, whether they suffer from gout or not, uh, do tell me they drink very little water. Their go-to drinks all day are diet soda, Snapple iced teas, iced coffee drinks from Starbucks or, you know, Rook, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so what is the weight-gout connection? Why am I talking about this today? Gout is highly common in obese people. I mean, the logic is simple. Excessive weight puts extra pressure on the joints, okay? This causes chemical changes in the body. Obese people also have higher uric acid levels in the blood, so the, therefore an excessively overweight or obese individual is many more times likely to get gout than a non-obese person. Obesity is also linked 
uh, you know, to the development of, of insulin resistance, uh, which is complicated by hypertension, cardiovascular disease, and hyperuricemia. And insulin resistance is associated by itself with an increased risk of gout. So if you are overweight or obese, you know, your question to me might be, well, you know, what should I do? Again, the logic is simple. Lose weight. Weight loss uh, allows the uric acid in the fatty deposits in your body to leave or excrete in a consistent manner. I emphasize that word consistent because your weight loss should be safe, steady, and consistent. If you, you know, as I said earlier, uh, do something stupid like a crash diet to lose a ton of weight really fast, you stand a very, very good chance of actually increasing um, the uric acid levels in your bloodstream and trigger gout attacks. Now, even if you don't develop gout, elevated uric acid irritates the lining of your blood vessels, which causes a condition called endothelial dysfunction, which is the first step leading to heart attacks and strokes. Uric acid also blocks the production of what I'm sure everybody's heard of nitrous oxide, uh, a gas that allows our blood vessels to relax. So therefore, high uric acid also contributes to high blood pressure. Weight loss will help relieve the pressure from your joints by reducing the stress from the excessive weight and therefore avoiding pain in those joints. Weight loss can also decrease the uric level, the uh, excuse me, the uric acid levels in, in the blood, as well as the number of gout attacks, which wards off hyperuricemia. And again, hyperuricemia means high uric acid in the blood. Now, I, I wanted to end today's podcast with a little bit of American history, uh, which I doubt you'll know, uh, but I think you'll enjoy. Uh, I came upon this in my in my research on this issue. Um, way, way back uh, on October 22nd in, in the year 1780, uh, when he was 74 years old and during a time when he was confined to his house for six weeks straight uh, because of gout. Uh, one of our founding fathers, who among uh, many other uh, accomplishments was America's first humorist, Benjamin Franklin, who you all know, he famously wrote a dialogue between himself and his gout Okay, while he was home for six weeks. I mean, it's a very, very funny piece in which he literally talks to his gout about his condition, and he reflects on his weaknesses, you know, like eating too much and drinking too much and, you know, not doing any exercise and what he can do to overcome them. Now, obviously, I can't read, you know, the whole conversation between Benjamin Franklin and his gout here, but I highly recommend uh, you go uh, to my website and open the blog there titled The Disease of Kings and Commoners. You can easily find this under my blog uh, menu heading, and then either go to uh, August 2016 or to the gout category uh, that you'll see listed on the right side of the screen. Uh, anyway, I, I, I think you'll enjoy it. But for, for today's purposes, I would just ask you to take a lesson from just one sentence in Benjamin Franklin's plea to his gout, where he says, and I quote, all right, this is a quote, Oh, oh, for heaven's sake, leave me, and I promise faithfully never more to play at chess, but to take exercise daily and live temperately, end quote. And to that, I say to you, 
Next time you have an opportunity to partake in a, quote, feast fit for a king, pass. And that, my friends, is my fat chat for today. If you have any questions or comments about this week's podcast, you can email me at info at fatchatpodcast.com. You can also message me on Twitter at listen to fat chat. That's listen, the number two fat chat. If you'd like to keep up with all the good stuff I provide to my clients, you can visit my website, weightnumberdietcenter.com, or a shortcut there is lauriboxer.com, uh, and take a look around. Uh, my Fat Chat podcasts and um, uh, blog posts are issued weekly. My electronic newsletter is issued monthly. You can sign up to receive any or all via email. Uh, until next week, I'm Lori Boxer, Weight Number Diet Center, and remember, nothing tastes as good as being slim feels. <laughs> <laughs>